Hello, and welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Today I'm joined by Milos. Hello, hello, hello. And Brent Perry. Hoi, hoi. And we are here to continue our uh, trip through Farscape with Season 2, Episode 6, Picture If You Will. Um, Okay, so, uh, we start off, uh, they go to some sort of, like... Uh, it kind of looked like an intergalactic swap meet, basically. Kind of. Like a flea market or something. It um, basically, I think they say later in the episode that it's a junk trader's ship. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's kind of like a flea market, more or less, but like just one person instead of like a bunch of tables. Yep. So, uh, Chiana and Zahn and Rigel are going through what this person has. Uh, Rigel finds like an old Pinerian like piece of costume jewelry and is <laughs> convinced it's fake. Or oh, yeah, I know it's fake because I gave them out. <laughs> yeah, and I gave them to all my wives. <laughs> uh, Just such a slimy Rigel moment, and it's perfect. It's like, yeah, there's Rigel. <laughs> like he's still yep. himself. Yep. And uh Chiana finds this painting that that she's kind of into. And the I think the person just gives it to her, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they go back to the ship. Uh, and her, a- her and Rigel, while they're going looking at all the stuff, have this really good back and forth where, like, the junk trader tries to say it's important, and then Chiana's like, "Yeah, it's junk," and Rigel's like, "Yeah, we'll give you nothing for it." <laughs> like, that was a fun back and forth with those two. Like, I like Chiana yeah, I think- and Rigel together; they work well. Yep, I think. Uh, Rigel gives her like a single food cube for it or something. Which... For the tiara, yeah, for yeah. The tiara, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then uh, Chiana sees the painting and she's like, uh, "Yeah, okay, cool." And then, buddy, there the seller is like, "Here, you can have this as a gift." And she's like, "You're gonna give it to me?" He's like, "Obviously, you have never been gifted anything before, have you, child?" Mm. Yeah, which, given her background, why would you think that? Right. Um, <laughs> so. Yep, so they go back to Moya, and Rigel is obsessed with trying to figure out whether this tiara thing is legit or not. Um, he, like, breaks into Zahn's lab and starts testing it, uh, and he apparently does figure out that it is legitimate, and he's like, oh, I can't believe how badly we screwed this woman. We gotta go back there. There's probably more stuff we can get from her. No, he's like, I can't believe this is real. Let's go screw her some more. Yeah. So, um, Chiana is like, you know, kind of obsessed with this painting a little bit. And in the painting, when she's on the on the ship, she sees herself with a necklace that she lost. And as soon as she gets back to Moya, there's a DRD with the necklace, and she's like, "Where'd you find that?" Yeah. Yeah. So then, then um, she starts thinking, "Oh shit, this painting can predict the future." Like. Right, right, and right away. Zahn doesn't trust it. Darago doesn't trust it. Chiana's really obsessed with it, like obsessive over it. Like she's not letting it out of her sight. Nobody's touching it, kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I like the bit where uh, John and Zahn are there, and Zahn's like, "Can I, you know, at least like take some part of this to run tests on it and stuff?" And Sean's like, "No, because it's mine. Fuck you." What if and- you ruin it? Yep, and then John's just like, just take it from somewhere where she can't see it. It's fine. Um, yeah. 
Well, and then Chiana's like, well, why should I let her destroy my painting? He's like, she just fixed your leg. Easy there, fucking Pip. Like, Oh, yeah, because um, there's a bit where the, and you know, the painting changes depending on the circumstances at times. Uh-huh. And there's a, there's a bit where it shows Chiana with, like, a busted leg, and then she trips in the hallway and breaks her leg. Um, so that adds to the whole thing where she thinks it's telling the future and all this other stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I feel like there was more to this than I'm, other than the obvious stuff at the end. But like, there's the- Chiana goes to her chamber with her busted leg. Dargo goes in and they have a nice little sweet conversation between them, which is kind of hinting at some things that might happen. Yep. Like those those two seem like they've been bonding a lot so far early in this season. Like Yeah. Yep, definitely. And Dargo's trying to convince her, like, maybe you should get rid of that, because like I don't know if this is telling the future or if your manifest destiny be like after you see an image on it, like Yeah. Oh right, like if she's making it happen based on what she's seeing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And she Which and again Dar- like that whole manifest destiny that's like a very tried and true sci-fi plot, but this show finds a new way to make it like feel a little bit fresh, which again, Farscape, the writers are they're fucking good at what they do on this show. Yeah. Yep. I did like the fact too that like and there is a little bit of uh of build up here where she turns to Dargo and says, Couldn't we use this thing to figure out where your kid is? And he was just like, I don't want to do it that way. Yeah, I want to find him, but I want to find him the right way. Yeah, and it's funny because like the more this season goes on, like, uh, and I also don't want that thing to tell me that I'm not gonna find him. It's like I want to have hope. Like even if I never find him, like I'm always gonna have that. Like he's out there somewhere, and I can maybe run across him. Like the first season, Dargo was like, "Can I punch it? Then I don't care." Like. But this one, it shows that he's actually got a lot of superstitions. Like, he believes in curses. He believes in, like, black magics. Like, he believes in some weird shit you wouldn't think a warrior culture would. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't all that surprised by that, given everything in the episodes up to now that we've seen him do that, you know, anytime anything mystical comes in, he he very much seems to go for it. Um, He believes it, and he doesn't trust it, which is... Nice. <laughs> yeah. And this episode also had the one the the side plot with John and Aaron where Aaron's just like we can get rid of Rigel if, if he pisses us off, we can get rid of Chiana, she's useless. Um, well, he, she basically says like Chiana's a troublemaker, we could get rid of her. And he's like Chiana has her uses, like he's she, and she says like she gets us in almost as much trouble as Rigel does. He's like, "Oh, yeah, come on, yeah. even Rigel has uses once in a while." Like and it just goes to show that like Crichton, as much as he like gets annoyed at some of these characters, they are his family. So like, he yeah. doesn't think anyone's expendable. Whereas Aaron's just like, eh, fuck everybody. As long as yeah, we don't violate like Moya, we're good. Also ends up with, uh, you know, and what about me, Aaron? Would you get rid of me? He's like, yeah, why not? And she just kind of just doesn't say anything, and he's like, oh well, let's just blow everybody up the fucking <laughs> yeah. airlocks. Like, <laughs> yeah. I also think it's kind of funny I, I will, that I will like, say this. I'll say this. So after she breaks her, after Tiana breaks her leg, and like when the next one shows up, she's on fire. And what does our lowly uh, crew do? Put her in the freezer. <laughs> well, she tells them to. Like she gets Dargo to drag her into a oh, freezer. Because yeah. like yeah, that the, was the, her the, insistence, yeah, actually. Yeah, but it's like the <laughs> most 
logical thing to do is like, what's one Cold. thing you're not gonna set on fire? It's like the freezer, okay. And then John is like, Pilot, can we breathe in there? He's like, yeah, if I lower the temperature and you know, vent it out, air it out. Like, if I raise the temperature you know? and turn on the air blowers, and yeah. then. Well, then well, again, the, the picture manifests destiny because, like, she freaks out when she sees herself on fire in the picture, and this is her whole thing. She's so scared that she's going to catch fire. She wants to go to the one place that won't, and that's where it happens. And it's like, oh, what? Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. And I thought it was fucking hilarious that like they show a pile of ashes and literally her wig. <laughs> I was like, wouldn't the hair be the first yeah. thing that burns? I, like, I, didn't I thought that the, was like the, from no, her outfit, not the wig. They showed the necklace. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought okay. her hair, like, I thought the wig was still sitting there on the top of the no, pile, no, no, too, no, and I was just necklace. like, what? That was the necklace. No, it looked similar to the wig, but I think it was supposed yeah, to be... it's the necklace. Okay. I think he's right. I thought it was the necklace. I actually thought it was just, like, some piece of fringe from her outfit that didn't burn or something, but the necklace makes more sense, yeah. Yeah. So then, at that point, you have, you know, they're all kind of processing the fact that Chiana is essentially dead, and, you know, as much as a couple minutes ago, like, Aaron didn't really give a shit, she's very much, like, she goes into, like, detective mode at this point. She's trying to figure out, like, how she's, could she, this happen? I'm Go going ahead. back to that Junker ship, and I'm fucking getting answers. And, like, yep. she's like, is my prowler ready to go? And fucking pilot's like, no, it's offline. And he, John says, you can take my capsule. And she's just like, oh, that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. And then well, Dergo like and Creighton just kind of look at each other like, eh, she's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> like, yep. I, I like the bit between Pilot and Aaron where Pi where Aaron's trying to figure out, like, how did this happen? And Pilot's just like, hey, it wasn't my fault, man. It just sort of happened. And she's like, no, I know that. We're just, I just want to, you know, yeah. like, no one's blaming you for this. I just want to figure out why this took place because it makes no but fucking like, sense. Even Pilot says, like, it's impossible. There was absolutely nothing combustible in there. And I didn't raise the temperature to the point where, like, if fire could happen, like Yeah. So um and then a couple more of them uh appear to die. Well Dargo uh, Dargo looks at the painting and he's like, oh shit. And it shows him stabbed through with something and he thinks this is Qualtablade. So the first right. thing John does is like, here, Zon, go hide this. And she goes to hide the Qualtablade and him and Creighton have this big like Dargo saying, like, if it, if this is how I have to go, then this is how I have to go. It's it's what it is. And Creighton's like, no, let's get away from stabby things. Let's just calm the fuck down here. And then yep. Aaron's prowler kind of moves. Dargo throws Creighton out of the way, gets stabbed through, and shatters like a mirror. And right. I, think, I think it was just before that Zahn and Creighton have the conversation where Zahn's like, there's going to be a moment coming soon where you have to trust me implicitly. Like, it's going to be confusing. You're not going to want to. But if I say, trust me, fucking trust me. Right. And he's well, like, well, I can't speak for anyone else. Like, yeah, but he, he does like, that mental bonding thing with him. That's, he Do you trust me explicitly? He's like, just yeah. do what I tell you. He's like, yeah, I can't speak for anybody else, but I trust you. But when the time comes, just tell me and I will do. do. Yeah. And then later on in the episode is when she mind melds with him and she like, because they already know the, the big twist of the episode by then. Right. Yeah. Uh, so then Crichton ends up uh, having that same, like, he gets hurt by something and breaks like a mirror or whatever. So then he's gone. 
Well, they tried destroying the mirror twice. That once with fire, oh, the on, twice, yeah. and then they try yep. smashing it when it shows Dargo and flushing it out in airlock, and then it's, it keeps showing back up. So like, but then it just keeps reappearing. Yeah. Um. So then Crichton sees himself in the painting, uh, being electrocuted, and then that's when Zahn jumps like does the whole fucking slap his head together thing like she says like hey this is what's going on I'm pretty sure it's Malgus um, or no Aaron calls in and says Malgus is the one who had this fucking junker create the painting so right. then Zahn jumps in and does the whole mind meld and she says look I'm speaking to you through the bond that we had when we melded last year like um, the time to trust me is now even though like what I say next is going to be completely fucking it's not going to give you much confidence, but trust me. And he's like, yeah, all right, he, I trust he you. He says, you know, do whatever I say, but ignore the next thing I say. Yeah. Because um, yep. she freaks and out. She freaks out. She's like, it's Maldus. We're all dead. We can't possibly beat him. Oh, my God. This is terrible. We're all going to die. He's already established that he gets more powerful when people are afraid of him. Well, he right. gets exactly power right. from she negative emotions, him. and fear is the yep. one that he fucking sucks up the most. So, like, she's basically putting on an act of being, like, completely scared of him until the end of the episode, and we find out, no, she was actually fucking terrified the whole time, but she knew she had to play it out this way. Like, Zahn was really played well in this episode, like, really well. Yeah. No, she's, oh, yeah. she does a great job in this one. So... The rest of the episode's pretty much a giant trip where they're trapped in like some alternate dimension. It's like John and Dargo and Chiana with Maldus, and there's a bunch of like, you know, they're trying to find a way to get rid of him and uh, and all that. And Aaron and Rigel go back to the Junker thing, and uh, Zahn tells her to kill the Junker, and you find out it's it's not actually a person. It's just this thing that Maldus made. Well, it's the um, corporeal form of Maldus, the same as the weird old way, old man in the first episode he showed up in. Right. But, but on the way, these... on the way, when Aaron's on her way back to the ship, she realizes Rigel's there, and they have a really good conversation between those two, where like Aaron says, "Like this is all your fault. You didn't even fucking try to help when Chiana burnt. Like, what do you care?" And then Rigel's like, "You know what? She's the most like me. Like." we actually yeah. kind of have a friendship going that none of you guys seem to give a shit about because we're the low lifes on the ship. And like, it's a really good moment for Rigel where it like, it shows he, he might be a giant asshole, but he does care in his own ways. Yep. I also liked, and I forget exactly what the, uh, what the stuff before it was, but I think Rigel says something to her. Like, why can't, why don't, why didn't you Oh, Oh no, no, no. He's like, his response to uh, like, why didn't you do anything when Shiano was burning was like, well, if anybody had bothered to tell me, and then Aaron was like, yeah, but when do you ever do anything we ask you? Um, yeah. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cute. And then, and then I saw Rigel get kind of gets this look on his face. Like, yeah, okay. I get it. Oh, that, that's fair. But <laughs> I did like, Shiana, like, yeah. So then uh, they're all stuck in this, alternate dimension thing with Maldus and then Zahn shows up and gets them out of it basically by beating the crap out of him. And they there's, all there's a great Creighton moment too where he's like, Come on out, Maldus, that you must not have taken villain school because this is where you do your mustache twirling fucking speech. And then Maldus <laughs> yep. pops up and he's like, Haha, I don't have a mustache. And it's like ah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was cute. Uh, like 
So then Zahn actually fights him, like physically, and beats him down pretty much. And they get out of the they get out of the painting or whatever they were in. And here's where I kind of like generally the effects of this show are pretty great. Uh the giant hand kind of lost me. Well, it just goes to show that like if Maldus does come through from his dimension in full force, like he's he's an inconceivable being. He's basically Galactus. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, yeah, this one showed his hand being really huge, but, like, what form could he take if he had full power over the, like, reality realm? Yep, very true. Yeah, so, yeah, I just just don't think that was... I just thought, like, the idea of this giant arm, like, reaching through this door thing ended up looking kind of stupid. But, yeah, the larger implications of it, sure. Yeah, that's definitely... Something well, it's consistent. again, it's like early 90s or no, not early 90s, early 2000s. And like CG isn't as cheap as it is now. So yeah. like they had to figure out, okay, how in the fuck do we show that this guy's got like crazy powers in the reality dimension? And that's, that was their idea was let's make a big hand. Yeah, like, no, it definitely. It definitely fit in with the, you know, the thing we've kind of had going through all these where we feel like. Half of the stuff on this show is inspired by acid trips. Oh yeah, it's definitely oh, bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> and so like, yeah, you're right. This one, like the last time we saw Maldus, like whenever you go into his dimension, like the faces looked like they were slightly warping, like the edges of the frame looked like they were wiggling just a little bit, and like as the plot starts going through in this, you see more and more of that on the edges of the screen, and it's like it was a nice touch that like. If you didn't realize that Maldus was in this, it is show throwing hints right from the first scene that it's that's the big bad this week. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I um, guess I didn't notice that until you just said it, but yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's definitely there. Yeah. Yep. And it's again, um, it's just clever little camera trick that, yeah, they don't use very often, but when they do, you kind of understand. Like, oh shit, we've seen this before. That's probably a hint that that thing is going to show back up. Like, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so this one actually, uh, I had no memory of what this one was uh, going in. Um, I had thought this had something to do with, like, I knew it had to do with Chiana getting a painting. I thought it was going to be similar to, like, the the portrait of Dorian Gray, where, like, she hoards this painting because she thought it was going to give her, like, superpowers or some shit. Uh, yeah. And I was completely off. Not completely off, because she does kind of hoard it. Well, no, but like the first half of the episode. The it's... Back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did think it was funny, though, that during that necklace scene where uh, somebody asked Pilot about, like, where did that come from? Why did one of the DRDs have that? And and he was she, like, she, she told me to look for it quite some time. She asked me to look for it for her. <laughs> John, John asks it. John asks it. <laughs> At the end of the episode, when everyone gets back to the regular world and Aaron and fucking Rigel show back up, Rigel finds out that his tiara turned to, like, basically rust. Like, it wasn't real at all. And uh, Chiana like, goes into this big thing while she's eating what looks like mashed potatoes. <laughs> Where she's like, okay, so I came back, I wasn't burned. Dargo came back, he wasn't stabbed. John came back, he wasn't electrocuted, but somehow I still have a broken leg. <laughs> and like, and Rigel's just like, fuck your broken leg, my fucking big treasure is gone. Like, it wasn't even real. Yep. 
Yeah. And she uh, bas- that's when basically Gianna says that like Maul just used the tiara and the mirror as, or and the painting as a way to like anchor reality around yeah and be able to warp it. It's like okay, like n- another neat little mystical object curse kind of thing that like after what was it two weeks ago or like two episodes ago where uh, Rigel steals the dead people's fucking treasure and ends up cursed. Oh, that was in Taking the Stone, yeah. Yeah, so like... Yeah, that was two episodes ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's showing like, yeah, there there are rules in this universe that like, as weird as the show can get sometimes, they actually follow pretty closely, like... Yeah. No, it shows consistency in writing, too, that they're, mm-hmm. that they're paying enough attention to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so there was a, actually a lot more to this one than I remembered, and a lot of it was character work and stuff. But mm-hmm. that's a to me that's a sign of this show where like even if plot wise you're not actually doing that much, a lot of times the character work is just as entertaining as whatever mm-hmm. the actual story is. So yep. yeah, and the um, show excels at that. Like sometimes it'll be a plot episode where like it really causes tension between everybody. And then you'll get one like this where, like, each character kind of has their moments, but, like, it shows how well they gel together when they're at their best and stuff. And it's, uh, again, just, I miss good writing. And this show is, I'm so glad we're rewatching it because it's, yeah, yeah oh. here it is. And yep. I'm so glad I'm watching it because it's just refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I, I kind of envy you the whole first time of this again. Um, <laughs> Just because, yeah. Uh, but even I, still, I, I like this it, is my this is my third full watch through of it, and it's just as good, if not better, this time when you can pick out some of the little things, and it's like, oh right, this is leading up to this, or this is setting this up for two years from now. Like, right. well, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, it's like when you watch something for the first time, it's like you know, there's still like now when you're watching it for the third time, it's like you know some stuff, you're gonna mm-hmm. rediscover some other things, but, like, in the core of it, like, you know what is, what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, for me, like, the whole thing is a mystery, I'm watching, I don't know what's happening next. You know what's happening, like, season and a half down the line, I don't. Well, they, this just, is, well, the rewatching... Beauty, this is the beauty of those things, like, when you watch them for the first time and you're discovering something new that's magical and beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is it. For fair, me. you know. It's like it's amazing to see. That's fair. Yeah, it's one of those. But things, like, like, would you back and be able to watch, like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings again for the first time? Oh yeah, I. That's, you know? yeah. Th- I was just gonna say this. This show, <laughs> the best comparable I can give for it is the first like two or three seasons of the reboot of Doctor Who, where like yeah. you can go back yeah, and watch yeah. that seven times, and you're always picking something new out. That's like. Oh, Holy shit, they were setting that up really early and I didn't realize it then. Like mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see with uh Davies coming back to the show if we can get back to some of that. Uh, yeah. I think BBC's just too far gone as a company right now, and I don't think I think they could bring back like a uh, fucking the all star cast, Davies, Tennant, everybody, and it's still just gonna be mediocre at best because the parent company just doesn't give a shit. They'd rather push their message than actually make a good show now. And it's like, oh, yeah. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but like, 
the BBC has not instilled confidence lately. And the fact that Disney's throwing money in and they're going to want certain things when they throw certain amounts of money at things. And it's like, uh oh, how many cooks are in this kitchen? They claim they don't, and we'll see how long that lasts. But yeah, um, but Disney claims a lot of things that ends up being uh, <laughs> two months later. They're like, ah, psych. Yep, very true. Uh, Brent, can can one of you guys look up really quickly what the next one is? Because I forgot. Uh, just one. I can no, just give me a sec. Uh, let me see. Farscape episodes. So you want to do next or next one? Yep, two seven would be the next one, I believe. Uh, we have Home on the Remains and Dream a Little Dream and Reunion. So we got a two parter after this one, after the next uh, one. Dream a Little Dream no, actually, is the one that was think, supposed to think, be the first one, right? I don't think Reunion's actually. Season. I think Reunion's just an alternate title for Dream a Little Dream. I don't think that's an actual. Oh, episode. okay. Yeah, and that's the one that was supposed to be the first episode of the season, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But then they pushed it back and make it a. So I have a dream, a little dream, as next one. Oh, sorry. Home on the okay. remains. Is Home on the remains seven? is next. Yeah. So that will and be our dream next. Dream a little dream. Is yep. So those will be our next two recordings whenever we decide to do this again, which hopefully won't be too long from now, um, as we can get back into a regular swing here. Uh, yeah, so glad we're still enjoying this, boys, and we're uh, we're getting it. We're getting Love through it. Uh, and we do have, as we've said on other shows, we do have some ideas for some uh, first time similar format, like two veterans and first time watcher versions of other other shows that we're. So we're going to be doing this in some form or another for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we. Hell, We've got about it's three right. years worth with just. Right. We got about three years worth with just Stargates alone. So, well, if you go by the episode counts, it's more than that. It's like six. Yeah, yeah, but if if we bump out like two or three episodes each time, like we're still looking at like a year and a half worth of content just just doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. we'll we'll end up releasing it if we if we keep to the release windows run. It'll be like six years worth of releases too. Yeah, true enough, yeah. But, yeah. So, and as far as other, uh, trying to think what, it, oh, we we recorded the the Creed trilogy, it's not out yet. Uh, at some point, we're going to do, at some point, so we're going to do. out, it's going to be out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what am I doing? Why am I doing any of this right now? Yeah. Never mind. Forget, forget I the fact know, that. Yeah, but this it will is come funny. Like, it is funny. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. Behind, behind the curtain <laughs> stuff, yeah. Josh and I just recorded the Mario movie two days mm-hmm. ago. So by the time yep. you hear this, that'll be already out on fucking streaming for like three months. So yep. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We'll be, we'll this be is like where seven, we're at. We'll be like seventy-five <laughs> episodes ahead of where the Mario one was. Right. Then. So like, we'll be, we'll be coming up on five hundred, and the Mario one was like four thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I was just about to say we're gonna be closer to five hundred by the time this comes out. Yeah. Yep. So like, yeah, so I, will, I will not. Uh, A I real time not... peek behind the curtain. That's where we're at right now. We just recorded Creed and we just recorded Barrio. By the time this actually comes out, that's gonna be like months ago. So. Yep. So now I you know how the, to... now you know how the pie will... is cut. Yep. I will try not to cross promote yeah. on you because it's worthless. So. It's, yeah, it's it going to be a fun. Sense, a little zero sense. 
it's going to be a fun yeah. time capsule when we re-listen to these four months from now, and it's like, oh yeah. shit, that happened then. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I actually have uh, re-listened to the first couple of these just to make sure they're turning out okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I think I'm going to do is um, when we get through the whole show, then I'll just listen to all of them again. Just power through um, the playlist, yeah. Yeah. And we should, you know, I know we're a while away from doing this, but Brent, how easily, and Milos, I know comics for you are not easy over there, but uh, Brent, how easily could you get your hands on the comics? I don't know. Okay. Because I have all the I have all the post-series comics on Comixology, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, at some point, we could do that if you can get them. Um, yeah. Well, we can well, probably well, all read them on uh, Comicology. Yeah. Yeah, I might be able to give you guys my login and stuff. Although now it's all tied to Amazon. It's all it's all tied to Amazon now. I don't know how that you know, but we can figure that out. We're still months away from that, so we can. Oh yeah, it's worth looking into. Yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll, uh, storm this fucking brainstorm this idea as we're going, like because it sounds like a it sounds like a good idea, and I know like most of the basic plots for like each of the comic sets they did. Yep. They but, did like, a bunch of I, w- I would like to actually read them at some point. So yeah, if we can figure that out, that's definitely definitely an idea. Yeah, they did do there were a couple of mini series and then they did a couple of like uh a couple of single character mini series stuff with Dargo. Mm-hmm. Um and then there was like a regular ongoing series that was that lasted like two years. Two issues, um, yeah. And it's all post series. There was also a a post series Scorpius miniseries too, which tied into some big thing they did at the end of the the end of the two year ongoing thing. Um, and I haven't i I read a couple of the miniseries at the time, but the release schedules were awful at the time. All like, over the place, yeah. Well, that and like because it was just a bunch of miniseries, it wasn't like okay, well, this is issue whatever of this I can count on this to be out a month from now. And it was just like it would show up whenever, and then like half the time I was trying to figure out which series does this have to do with again? Because yeah, take and so like some months they do like the regular like ongoing series, and then the next month they jump into like one of the character spotlight episodes issues. One of the Dargo, and then the ones, next yeah, month they got like they got yeah. like three miniseries out of Dargo stuff. I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll figure out a way to do that. Uh, as a closer to the show, um, you know, maybe even if it's just one episode that we do, it could be a fun little way to close the show out. Yeah, um, definitely we're looking into. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, we have some, yeah, so this will be fun. We'll get to Home on the Remains at some point in the future. Uh, I am I seem to recall that having something to do with, like, they stumble upon a Leviathan corpse, and then stuff happens. <laughs> Yeah, uh, home of the rem- on the remains. The no, needs, yeah. The crew needs food. Zan needs to eat meat and starts spewing spores. Mm-hmm. Only Erin seems to have a tolerance for the spores. While she's on Moya with Zan, the others find the budong to get some food. So, oh, yep, the budong. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now I kind of remember that. Okay. Yep, so we'll figure out a time to do those soon, just so that we continue to stay ahead of ourselves here. Um, 
And yeah, so uh, these were fun, guys, and we'll make plans to do this again soon. Yes, yes. Excellent. Good.